Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Footballistically, Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. Psychic Josh is sat next to me. I am. Well on done. your right-hand side today. On my right-hand side. Usually on your left. We've got loads of Harry Bow in front of us for no apparent reason. I don't know why that's happened well, to you. No, I don't know, but you know, it's it might, could be a good energy boost. Um, although, you know, I think we had probably probably there was quite a lot of energy um, wasted in the tense nightmare situation that we endured last night watching. It wasn't enjoyable. Watford the Arsenal. You were there. I was there. Back witnessed row the whole thing. Road. Bold, brave. Witnessed something in person. We're also joined by Alan Alger, stalwart. Of the podcast. Good to be here, boy. Who gave me a very good Grand National tip um, who, for the horse that came forth. What was it called, that horse? Walking the Mill. Walking the Mill. I, because being an idiot, I bet for, on it to win. Well, you've got to go each way. That you was not go the instruction. Way. Absolutely cool. <laughs> Can I just clarify what's happened here? Did you text Alan specifically yes. asking for his tip? Yes. How many people <laughs> do that, like twice a year at Grand National and get in touch and go, can I have a tip? It's the, stra- it's the strangest thing because, yeah, you're right. So the start of the Cheltenham Festival and the morning of the Grand National and they're obviously the two most difficult things to tip on. Now, if yeah. you text me tomorrow, I've got a fantastic <laughs> tip tomorrow at Newmarket, but nobody cares and it's the same, you know, back in a winner there's exactly... But it was a great tip and it came from... But no, this, <laughs> the background was I was sitting there having lunch with my mate and we, were, we had, had the whole day planned, lunch and then study the Grand National and I, and I was showing off, I said, well, one of my regular guests on the Arsenal because is an sure. absolute leading betting expert. Yeah. And he went, really? You got, you got? So I, that's the background as to why. Thank you. What yeah. price, oh, thank you for the vouching price for me. Was the horse 25 to 1. 25 to 1. Oh, and I think I got it on 28 to 1, actually. Ah. And yeah. idiotically didn't bet each way. But I also, I did bet on the winner. I did bet on the favourite as well. So like I did win some money. So I, Indeed. You know, that, I'm not complete effing idiots. And we're joined by Charlie Eccleshare, actual sports journalist for Her Majesty's Day Telegraph. Hello. Um, and you weren't there on last night, but we all watched it. And um, yes, you were, were you there, Alan? Sometimes I wasn't there. No, 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 wasn't there. Um, I mean, on the plus side, first clean sheet of the season, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel extraordinary achi- away, extraordinary achievement. You were there when we kept a clean sheet yeah, away from home. Yeah, like up there with Yonians and scoring yeah. for Arsenal, be yeah. equally rare, a occurrence. fairly rare away victory. I also thought nearly when Gwendozu nearly went through towards the end. I thought, no, surely not. Like when Doozy could score a goal and Arsenal could yeah. keep a clean sheet, yeah, I mean, sure, surely that not. would have been the uh, a thousand <laughs> yeah. to one double. But but uh, so we both so we won away. We didn't concede a goal, extraordinarily, frankly, and um, and we're in the top four, and we've got a game in hand over. I hope there's a buck coming. Well, the buck is obviously we were shit, but <laughs> I'm one of those people. It's, it's this is a classic situation, isn't it? Of five five games to go now at the end of the season, terrible performance, but. We won, we ground it out, we, we, we escaped, wherever you want to put it. And, and, it, and it's a massive result for me, because if we hadn't have won that game, I mean, they could easily have scored, by the way, couldn't they, throughout the second half, or if we'd have drawn it, then it would have been a huge dent in our, in our top four hopes. Whereas now, I feel actually, 
you know, we're, we're, I mean, I don't know what the official betting is, Alan. Maybe you'd like to finish. Eight to 15. So it's nearly two to one on. So we right. are, along with Tottenham, right. the ones that the bookies think so, uh, are so going to be. It's uh, a massive result. And I think it's the kind of result that maybe wouldn't have happened under a certain previous manager. Just saying. So I think the whole thing, I've come up, I'm absolutely fucking, I'm perfectly happy with it. Yeah. So, no, I was just going to say, I think in any usual circumstances, that's a really great win because those are often the most satisfying when you're terrible and grind out a win. It's just the context of us being awful away. So I think we were wanting a bit of reassurance that actually, oh no, maybe we can play away from home. I think yesterday you more came away thinking, God, if they hadn't been down to 10 men for 80 minutes and hadn't gifted us a goal, that would have probably not been a win. Um, and you know, so if we'd won that game one 0 at home, mm. and it would just been a you know we'd play terribly, be like, well, yeah, who cares? We're always great at home. That's just a, it's just a bit of a freak. Can you take the win? I think the fact that we it was another awful away performance, really. Like I thought, our lack of threat was yeah. just really alarming again. So many nervy moments. So, but yeah, you, you would take that all day long. Of course, you would. But um, it wasn't the most reassuring of performances, no. I think. Can I ask, Alan, are you a backer or a layer at 8-15, given another horrific away to performance and the fact that we will have to be better against Wolves well, and Leicester? You wouldn't back it after watching last night, would you? I know that obviously our guys have just put it through the model and it shows what remaining fixtures we have left, the remaining fixtures of the other three, and it just works it all out based on the ratings of those teams. So uh, it probably is the right price, but I certainly wouldn't be backing it at that price. And again, it... It is the stage of the season where you say, take the result and not the performance. But I still don't think it's excusable how bad how bad we played. And I don't know if what, I, I want to pick at the thread that's where you said it <laughs> yeah. doesn't, it wouldn't have happened under another manager. I don't think we've ever played that badly under Arsene Wenger. I, oh, I, I think we did. Well, keeping clean sheets and Alan yeah. Alga is defending Arsene yeah. Wenger. All, no, no, all I would say is, it, in terms of... With I'd say with the ball, with the ball, I don't think we mm. played as badly under Arsene Wenger. I get I get the bit about you know the last ditch the last ditch block by Maitland Niles is not really a, a, a Wengerish thing that would mm. have happened. Mm. Um, so I, I get that, and I get the fact that we looked slightly more solid and and up for the battle. Yeah, but with the ball, yeah, with we the ball, no. I mean, the, the, how slow it all was. It, to me, it looked like the ball had been made a little bit heavier and the grass was a bit too long for us and not them. It, it was so weird. It, it just, it, everything was happening in slow motion. But um, it was like that a lot in the late, in the later period, I'm saying. So that's I, all I'd say. I mean, that, it was. Got, there was a lot of terrible, th- attacking, awful, tippy-tappy yeah. nonsense. I, I, and one, one other thing I noticed is that, and the, you know, I used to go on about the cliches that used to get attached to Arsene Wenger all the time that get trotted out, even though, you know, we'd had 10 years of him not, playing particularly well but Alan Smith when when uh, Troy Deeney got sent off he goes oh, the oh there's one team you don't want to go down yeah. to 10 oh, no. men against early oh, no. I was thinking not so sure here yeah, have I you seen that. how much oh we- I thought the opposite I thought if there's any team yes. who can fuck this up yeah, from, yeah exactly from one to see how slowly we put the ball around we don't we don't sort of stretch teams anymore in that respect and that was with a positive substitution at half time yeah which didn't seem to have a huge impact you thought well maybe oh, so yeah. more space in the field get Ozil yeah, on Make a change, and yet it still didn't. Happen. I don't know. I thought that that change was one of the better ones. I thought then bringing Guendouzi on for um, no, I, for I, I, was, I think was it, baffling because yeah, we were then terrible. playing. A, we were then playing with wing backs with yeah. Wobi <laughs> Mkhitaryan, yeah. and that after Mkhitaryan's full back performance against Wren, I kind of thought. But he that, corrected himself so quickly; yes. it was almost like he went, "Yeah, bad, bad idea." Mm. Yeah, but, but I, let's I think, redo it within six, seven minutes, yeah, which is strange. Yeah, he didn't need to redo it because I thought actually Ozil had quite positive impact. That was probably our best passage. Was that first ten minutes? Yeah, there was a go on. I would just say as well, I think that's a bit harsh on Wenger because actually a lot of our finishing the top four were built on rubbish away wins. If you think to that West Brom away, two oh, yeah. years running, that one of the last day of the season where Gibbs had to make a tackle. I'm talking Simmons about post top four. I'm talking in the, oh, in right, the right, real the last couple of seasons when we became yeah. t- terrible. But what do we think of, just go back right, go back right to the beginning because what about the initial team selection? So I was quite, I was slightly surprised, particularly that you picked Mavropanos and um, you know uh, Mustafi at right back, but then um, someone pointed out to me that what he was doing really was replicating the team against Spurs mm. away, 
where we played, you know, one of our best away performances, right? Yeah. If you compare it, it's, it's actually true that it's pretty much the same team, right, that he played last night, apart from Socrates, instead of Mafrance, obviously Socrates is, is suspended. Yeah. Um, and um, Guendouzi starts instead of Torreira against Spurs, but he just changed that kind of late in the game. And Lacquer starts instead of Aubameyang up front. But apart from that, it's the same team. So Mkhitaryan, Ramsey, Iwobi, Xhaka, Monreal, even down to that defence. Yeah. You know, with, with Koscielny. No Kolasinac. Yeah, no Kolasinac. And obviously it worked really well. But what was interesting was, he, in the post-match interview, he kind of explained that it's supposed to be a flexible formation and that when we haven't got the ball, um, you know, they kind of easy, they should be easy to be able to get back in position and defend better. And then, but when we have got the ball, they're supposed to f- be able to fluidly, ironically, obviously this stuff mm. didn't happen, fluidly attack. Now, I've got my crackpot theory is, this is all obviously before the sending off. This is what his plan was before the sending off. And even though they had more of the ball than we did until we scored, it, it, I, I, everyone's saying, I, don't, I think we could, I think it could have been a completely different game if it had been 11 v 11. And I think his game plan in the long run, might have worked out. This is all complete speculation, but yeah. I, think, I think you're right. It was when it went down to 10 men after we scored that we just kind of couldn't string a move together. And, and you say it was slow yeah. and cumbersome and it was just weird. But that's the problem because when they went down to 10, their midfield play was actually far better right. because I think what you're saying, those wingbacks did tuck back and make it a five when we didn't have the ball. Yeah. So you completely negate the fact that you've got an extra man because you're bringing five players back in a line and asking your midfield to compete. And th- they should be competitive, but there's a, there's a line obviously between the, the defence and the midfield that Watford were exposing most of the time. I know they didn't have much of a threat. I mean, what was it, two, three shots? But it just didn't look great. It, it really didn't look great. And it was just frustrating to watch. And But th- then should we be moaning? Because, you know, I think... The progress that's been made in terms of position, number of points, and oh, yeah. the fact we're odds on to finish in the top four, it is good mm. progress. You oh, cannot so. question that I, at all. My, Just individually, that yeah. performance was poor. Performance was poor. I, but I think this is where the players have to take the criticism for that. For that, for what mm. I'm not. So for me, he set us up fine. I think the team selection was, had made sense if you compare it to that. I suppose, but the play you know, when you've got Özil, Ramsey, mm. Mkhitaryan, Aubameyang. You know, I could go on. I'm just good attacking players, and they could not. You know, they could mm. barely string a decent attack together. I'm just laughing because I can imagine Jeff Arsenal screaming at this podcast. I know. that was always his line. I know it was when Wenger was being criticised. Come on, the players have to take responsibility. But I was complaining. I was complaining last week about. I thought his. I think his. Yeah. I thought his away selections were weird and yeah. played into. But I didn't think it was this this week. I thought, we'd, apart from the substitution about Guendouzi, which was weird. Well, so no, was a few things. But I think one, the the switch to four at the back made sense because playing three at the back in a lot yeah. of games away from home for whatever reason hasn't worked. Yeah. I also do think, and this might sound a little like Emery apologism, but I do think the if you look in isolation, a lot of our away results, especially the bad ones, have been with a lot of players missing. Mm. And so you you think back to the Everton game. I think most teams in the league would struggle with basically the spine ripped out of their team against mm. seventh away from home and we lost 1-0. It yeah. wasn't an utter disaster. And that has been the case in a few of them. So I was quite looking forward to yesterday because I thought, well, actually, this might prove if that theory's right because finally we're playing in a tough away game and we've got a pretty decent side out. It didn't quite materialise, but we did get the win. Mm. And if you look at that Spurs game as well, that was a game where at last we didn't have a... You know, I mean, you look at Liverpool, we had Licksteiner starting. We had Mustafi starting. We had such a weakened team. Mm. I do think away from home when we haven't had, you know, multiple absences, we, we haven't been that bad. I also hope that... Yesterday was almost, I see it as like a bridge. So we weren't going to go from being utterly awful yeah. away to putting in a really convincing, you know, 3-0 going batter them win. Yeah. I hope we needed a kind of a bridge whereby we just needed to get a win any way we could. And hopefully then next time we don't have all this mental baggage and we can actually go and play yeah. with a bit more freedom. I agree with you. It's totally, it's totally mental, isn't it, Josh? Because it's like, because these very same players are, are playing, you know, in an incredibly free and fluid way. You know, half of them anyway. It's only the attacking ones. Um, you know, it, it, at home, and yet lost against ten men. They seem incredibly. They just don't seem to be able to, to, to put it together. So I agree with you. And Gary Neville said that on Sky as well. He was saying, you know, you can't expect them to go suddenly from the worst team away to, mm. to suddenly brilliant. And, and I think it's all about confidence. And Aubameyang in in the um, post match interview afterwards on Sky was like, he was like happy as Larry. And he was like, yeah, this is going to give us I confidence. Said, he he actually said it's been a good performance. Yeah, he didn't did. He? I mean, you know, all right, yeah, we'll yeah. forgive him that. But Ricky, who was next to me last night, and he went. He suggested it almost sums up parts of Aubameyang's Arsenal career last night. 
huge chunks where you're you're wondering, you know, quite what what he offers sort of up front. He didn't hold the ball up particularly well. wasn't a huge outlet, but somehow just you know was the key man in that he got he got the goal for you know for Arsenal last night. But you're not worried about Thursday now. I mean, if they put in that kind of performance. We're in massive trouble. I can see us going 1-0 down in the first 20 minutes. I, I tell you what, I was that confident after the victory against Napoli that a close friend of mine convinced me that what we should do is book flights to Valencia Whoa. and put <laughs> 40 quid each on Napoli to qualify to cover the cost of these flights. So four to one. And so we've done that. I've booked flights to Valencia. I've never done this in my life. I've booked flights just on the back of Already? Arsenal's yeah. two to wood. I mean, that is And what's the insane. score in their game against Villarreal? Well, hang on. Firstly, it doesn't matter yeah, what yeah. airport you go to because it's 50 it's kilometres. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a one-hour yeah, train. Yeah. So it's not a risk on that side. Okay, it gotcha. was a risk yeah, on the idea yeah, that yeah, Napoli yeah. might overturn this two-goal lead. Yeah. Can I say... Of course they could. Are you not, could, are you not worried about it? Now? One reassuring thing... I, I'm now more worried. I was worried about it. Exa- night, I'm, no, I'm exactly the same level of I was looking at the numbers for this and only twice in the last two years have we lost by a scoreline away from home that would knock us out. So for all our... In Europe or in general? No, no, all comps. Both at Anfield. Other than that, no scoreline would knock us out. You think of all the horror shows, we've still mm. lost them by three ones mm. or yeah. one nils. Yeah. Or and if we whatever. score, they have to score, so if we score that, like so, four goals. So I think like, as much as we're terrible away from home, objectively, we shouldn't lose by a score. Yeah. Well, I, I got wrapped up in a lot of the um, betting previews and betting ratings for Napoli before the first leg and was at the game and realised how actually poor they were. They couldn't take a corner. They, they were terrible. Their, their set plays were, were awful. They didn't really punish us that much. Their defence doesn't look what you would call solid Italian um, mm. in look or feel at all. So I think we'll score. We'll score over there, and I know we're not doing predictions yet, but... I think we'll get a goal and, and that yeah, makes it I, I love the confidence. I think, I think I'm, sure. I'm not looking Harder forward to them. I think he needs to pick a team that's going to score though as well. Yeah, he's got to be positive. Mm. Like, and he's got to be positive, hasn't he? But I think he'll play that team, the three at the back team and then with Ramsey and Xhaka in central midfield. Well, well, as long you, as if he does, I'm fine with that. If he plays Ramsey and Xhaka, he obviously will play Lacazette because Lacazette didn't even come on as a sub, which mm. I was... I think if he, I think yeah. if he brought Lacaron as a sub, even like late, it could he could have easily helped us to a better. I think Mkhitaryan having ninety minutes last night. Yeah, he's definitely. I mean, he's he definitely was, not playing. And, yeah, right, and he was he was terrible, wasn't he? He yeah. was awful. How could he? How could he have stayed on? Like that was mystifying. Clearly, I mean, he's not going to be playing on Thursday. But even then, I think the whole rotation thing. It's like he people managers deny they think ahead, don't they? But he so clearly was like there could be no other defense of keeping Mkhitaryan mm. who was <laughs> diabolical on for ninety minutes. It was a reflection we of how bad he was that he stayed was, on. Yeah. He, he, the yeah. opposite of a victim of his own success. Right. It's like, there's no way you're playing that. It was ludicrous. And he took Torreira minutes. off at half time, right? Now, he said, he had mixed messages about that. He said he was, he said that um, he was worried that mentally he wasn't coping with the fact that he was being booed. He was coping with it perfectly yeah. well. No, he was giving the ball away constantly. Not constantly. He did, he, he he did, did a, a couple, couple of times. He but so did Xhaka, though. Yeah. So did uh, Xhaka, who like, wasn't great either. Yeah. The supposed Xhaka's were further up the field and, and not as. There was that one terrible moment. Torreira gave it away on the halfway line. Chase, 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 and eventually decided to foul Will Hughes in a pretty dangerous position, which they got the free kick from, which was one of their better opportunities of a game. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm just slightly nervous. We're going to go one 0 down quite early on on Apple and how we. I mean, the only if you talk about our mental strength away from home, it's not been. Well, but I think we're going to have Brazilian. a boost. In it. I, but, I mean, I agree with you. We could easily go on your down in the first twenty minutes, and I that would be we'll that would be. Through, yeah. I think we'll go through. But let's go. Let's we, let's stay on the. Uh, we haven't finished last night. It's okay. No, we'll range wide and free. It's good. <laughs> but I want to know the, the opinion on the, the the sending off. You know, what do we think? Was it? Was well, it? Well, I think I noticed something, and I haven't had a chance to watch it back on Sky. I've only watched it live. I think about three or four minutes in, there was an incident in the far corner where, where I think it was with Jack, where what um, the free kick went our way right on the goal line. And there was niggly stuff going on. It, it was a weird th- 30 seconds after it where I think Torreira came over and was sort of, qu- qu- you know, questioning the, you know, the foul. And there was something going on straight from there. So you wonder, the referee and the linesman have seen that. And then you're on dangerous water because they're keeping an eye on you. So any kind of swing, I think you're in trouble. I think it's like an orange, isn't I don't, it? It's no, an orange card. It's a debate. It's a full-on red. I was so surprised that there was even... I, he, he knows exactly what he's doing. He moves his elbow. He cha- Gary Neville, they showed it after as well. He changes his running stride. It's entirely mm. deliberate. Yeah. It's a I, th- I thought thought. that was the most insightful thing that was said. It was Neville saying that he actually brings his leg up as he does it, yeah. which, is, yeah. which is what you would do if you were sort of violently trying to hurt someone with your arm. Your, your leg on that side. Elevation. Your, yeah, your okay. leg on that side would naturally go up. And he stopped it and the leg went up as mm. he did it. It wasn't like 
uh, a normal run with Torreira to try and get the ball. Yeah. Um, and there's no way he says, I think that proves brilliant. it. And, and, you know, he's hit him in the side of the face. Yeah. And I mean, he's definitely exactly what he's doing. It. He's trying to leave one yeah. in. He's trying yeah. to show Why how hard he is and, and rough, you know, show how weak we are. And he gets completely well, done. Yeah, Why did he take his top off, do you think? I thought that was unnecessary. So immediately after, he Troy Deeney, because like, he's a, yeah, he was he's so a, marching to the bench. He like, took his top off because he's because he's overcome. Like, I think the whole thing. His he whole, got applauded like I've never seen a player be applauded by he's a like set a, of fans yeah. after ten minutes. He's a folk hero, isn't he? He was being he was overcompensating. Stupid, he knew he'd done something stupid yeah. deep down. He was overcom. He was striding around like a twat. He took ages to get off. Yeah. Then he was shouted, swore apparently at Emery. Um, Emery did say, didn't understand what he said. Obviously, swore. It was just being a twat. He is a twat. I've interviewed him. Say this every time we talk about Troy Deeney. For GQ. For GQ and um, GQ Podcast. And he was very charming and, and decent and nice. But my, he is, as I always say about him, he's one of those people who prides himself, one of those footballers who prides himself on not being into football. So he, his whole thing was, I'm not going to watch the World Cup. I don't give a shit. I'm going on holiday with my yeah. kids. I'm literally not going to watch it. And I'm like, I feel that is a telling thing. It reminds me of those people who say they haven't got a TV. You know, they won't <laughs> I'm watch, they watch TV. It's an immediate sign that you're a bit of a dick. I thought there was, <laughs> they, they, I'm sure you guys saw it, and I'm sure many of the listeners did. There was this video that went round that you yeah. interviewed with being Sports straight after the FA Cup semi-final, where he was incredibly emotional and spoke about how a decade ago he was paying £10 a week to, to play football, and now he's going to be in the FA Cup final. I'd listened to the Friday night um, Five Live Football Daily podcast mm. two days earlier where he had been talking and they, they were sort of reading out these quotes about him saying, it's just another game. You know, it doesn't mean that much. You know, we'll, we'll prepare for it like we would any other and sort of hugely downplaying it. And then suddenly 48 hours later, I agreed the emotion of the game, but it's, it completely changed his tune into this being, you know, some incredibly emotional event. But, it, you know, it's, it's a rarity. How many footballers are there playing in the Premier League who have... Who have been in prison uh, is he the only one I'm trying to think no it's, a, it's yeah. like a story that captures yeah, people's I, hearts of this returning hero and I, I, I mean I find and even before yesterday I find the falling over him a bit uncomfortable I think it's a real pro-English yeah. bias you know he's yes. hard he's tough yes. I mean I was thinking imagine so what he said about us last year that Cajona's comment which you know obviously it's great for the media but imagine if we'd be in, in one of our many wins over them Hector yeah. Bellerin or another yeah. foreign player had been like to be honest we know they're technically awful so we played on that they got a shit first touch yeah. And yeah, we knew we beat them. It would have been seen as the most disrespectful, yeah. uppity little thing. And and Dini does a lot of things. So yesterday, with that ja- early on, he went over to Xhaka and accused him of yes, diving. Yes, he did. Yeah. In the cup, fi- in the cup semi, he put on a filthy tackle on Dendonka in the corner, accused him of diving, and then hurls himself to the ground to win a pen. And he's he's kind of got this self-appointed role of arbiter of what's acceptable yeah. in football. And I just I don't know. I don't like it. No, I agree. He's got this. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm Mister Down to Earth. I'm yeah, Mister Every Day. You know, but it is all. It's all. It's as, that's as much of a kind of inverse snobbery isn't it as you know people people patronising teams for not being technically good enough and players not being technically good I, I think he, he was he was he was pretty oafish his behaviour after the game I did think it was a clear sending off yeah, I mean I, I must admit I haven't, I haven't seen it back other than one sort of initial it was replay on the way home but um, thankfully Torreira wasn't hurt you know there's no no, yeah, and then Torreira got Torreira got a huge amount of um, abuse from from their players for having the temerity, having yeah. been, been smacked in the face the by thing, you know. It's like it's the thing I was saying was it's nice if he rolled around on no, the floor all, and he? made no. a meal of it. No, he, he didn't make a meal. He actually got no. straight up right. Like that. It was Jacques. Jacques was yeah. the one who indicated that it was yeah. he'd been elbowed in yeah. the face. He didn't hardly do anything at all. Yeah, not really, not at all. It was bizarre. It was bizarre. Then the actual goal I thought was now I totally again they made this point on Sky last night. This was Aubameyang does this every single game. He does it like a hundred times a season. Yeah. Mm. He spends a, a huge amount of t- time and effort um, going right up against the goalkeeper, and it paid off. And it was and this brilliant. This was the one. Yeah, yeah it was great. I thought it was Very great. rare you see a goal like this no. at this level. I mean, there was yeah. one actually for Leighton Orient. Oh, they won a penalty. On oh Saturday. yeah, that was amazing. So not massively dissimilar. Yeah. But well, at this level, that was, in it, well, that was I a think it was massively dissimilar. <laughs> the goalkeeper started doing kickups. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, yeah, but it was a strange one. But thankful for my. Uh, still people bias questioning there, that. Yeah. Or whether it was a bit suspect. Yeah. But that. Well, look I don't think anyone's questioning Ben Foster, but it, it, it was an unusual area. I mean, you get oh, everyone's one, questioning one of those Ben Foster. Everyone's questioning Ben Foster. No, no, no. Oh. From like a morality point of view. Oh no, no. Sorry. From a technical point of view. He apologised on. He was funny on Sky. His immediate reaction was to put his hands behind his back and cross them like yeah, I'm, I'm demonstrating now he did that a number of times during the game it was quite an odd reaction I noticed from behind What's the goal whilst I was celebrating <laughs> I don't know it was like a 
an odd stance to take mm. that must sort of calm him he's in that moment where he, was funny. he put I mean, his Yeah, he was funny, him. yeah. I was thinking, though, as well with this, it, it, it is interesting how he's, he's just made a terrible error and everyone says fair play, he's made a terrible error. Imagine yeah. if the referee had made an equivalent error that had decided the game. The abuse, oh, the invective that would have been poured on him. Yeah. I just yeah. thought it's very interesting. It's very, and, and actually, I thought the lineups yeah. have got a lot of praise for spotting it, having the balls to do it. Definitely. You know, when you've got a, yeah. everyone saying, don't send him off, don't send him off. But it was a ballsy decision. Yeah, no, agree. Yeah, you're right. Everyone's much harsher about referee mistakes than they are actual I mean, footballing mistakes. Are, right? Whereas I guess, but maybe at least the footballers get to come out and explain it, don't they? Whereas the, if they the referees do. did get to come out and explain yeah. it, that might that might be better. What did you think of the Aubameyang? It was it was you know it was I thought it was showed one of Aubameyang's main strengths, which is hard work and kind of tenacity. Yeah, he's definitely got that, and his scoring record does speak for itself. Although. He hasn't been great in the last few games, no. has he? I mean, the no. figures are great. Yeah. You know, he's up there. He's, um, he's competing for the Golden Boot. And competing, I was just about playing to say, like half the, the time. Boot <laughs> yeah. In, yeah. And his he's, um, goals per minute is obviously much better than, the, than yeah. the other players up there. It's just, I expect a little bit more. Yeah. I, I th- do expect a little bit more from yeah. him. And I wonder if it is just not playing enough. It yeah, could I be think as simple so. as that. I think so. Uh, but when. When he and Lacazette are having a bad game together, it does put a lot of pressure on us. It really does. And there's nobody else now. There's nobody else to play up there. Yeah. Uh, I know Nketiah got Eddie. a couple of... Well, he got a couple of great goals, uh, was it last Norwich. night? Oh, oh, oh sorry. Um, sorry yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. No. And they're doing the rounds on uh, on social media. And, and they're great goals. They're sort of poachers goals. Mm. I just wonder if we need him on the bench. Uh, just because yeah, I, think so. I think that relying on two players that seem to have this relationship where they're sort of both bad at the same time, both <laughs> good at the same time, um, it might trip us up in the next few games. We just might as well ha- just have that option of, of a goal off the bench. Oh, I agree. But I, I would play, I mean, talking, I would, I, I, I've been banging on it about it constantly, but I was still almost always playing them together. Because I, I even when they're both, yeah, that, yeah, I, yeah. Just, I still think you're more likely one or other of them are going to, Get score a chance. Mm. I think they enjoy it. the fact they do enjoy it. So I think they do have worked out a way of playing together. You know whether it's. Mm. I made this point. So I tweeted. I, I said Jamie Carragher said it last night. On Sky, yeah. So he was like, "You should be playing them together all the time. Yeah. Why isn't he?" And someone called Rick Crank replied to me saying rather sarcastically, "Why not just play the best eleven every game without rotation and still play them when they're injured? Let's just have a squad of eleven players that's definitely the way forward." Now he's being snotty, but my point is Liverpool well, play I was say, yeah, that front that, three. Don't they? They play, they play their front yeah. three every single game home and away sometimes even in the same week in Europe as well yeah. and it's like if they can cope I know they're better actually I was going to say they're obviously better players but I actually think Aubameyang Ob- 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 Lacazette and Ozil for example if you take those three and Ramsey, Ramsey. as our forwards aren't that far behind you know M- Mane Salah obviously they're brilliant don't get me wrong for me now but they're not that they're not a world away a universe away I, I, I do feel like his, the main priority should be work out that way of playing out our attacking players. But is he managing them to the extent that if he loses one, he's down to one? I know, but at this stage of the season, can you, should you be worrying about that? Can't no, you, I don't think you should. And again, I think you yeah. should have Enketia on the bench and yeah. I'm not saying he's going to be the saviour, but at least you know there's a, yeah. there's a different It's about the same as having Origi on the bench, right? Well, <laughs> I'd I mean, I, like to have, think it'd be better. Enketia <laughs> does have two, just two senior goals to his name. I know he hasn't played I know, much, I know. but yeah. I, I think without Bamiang you almost have to make peace with the fact he's a bit of an Andy Cole. Like his be- Aubameyang's best asset is getting chances. His ability to find space is unbelievable. Yeah. I think we've realised this season he's going to put one in two or three of them away and that's just, you know, that, that is his level of um, clinicalness, really. I think um, we should have kept Giroud, personally. I don't think we could have done though, could we? Well, the way that the... The, the way it all worked out. Worked yeah, out. that yeah. sort of triangulation. Um, yeah, it would have been a useful option. But then didn't that lead to Mkhitaryan coming? Yes. Oh, I got that no, right. it's the Yang Batshuayi Giroud sort of love triangle. <laughs> love triangle is a good way of putting it. Um, shall we take a quick break, uh, Josh, and then talk more about this game and the future afterwards? Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. 
And we're back uh, from the break. Let me remind you, we are sponsored um, for the season by Labrooks. And if you mention that our show is back... Oh, sorry. If you download the Labrooks app and play 1-2-3, it's a free game where you have to predict three correct Premier League scores. If you get all three right, you can win £100. If you get just one right and get a free £2 bet, you get a free £2 bet. And if you get two correct, you get a free £5 bet. Terms and conditions apply. Josh. Your experience there at Watford... In the ground. It's, it's one of the least enjoyable places to go watch football. <laughs> I think the concourse there is so narrow, it, it takes so long to... I mean, there's no point even trying to go for a wee at half-time because you, you would not be back to about the 60th minute, I, I find. Anyway, I don't know if you had any experience in the away end at Watford. It, Only the press box. Tightest, oh, it's all right for some. It <laughs> yeah, is the tightest ground. But it's, you know, it's um, a very nice ring. Incredibly quick to get home, I must say. I was, you know, home for you oh, minutes after nice. the game, which was a bonus. Did you, one, thing, one thing you should watch if you've if you, gone back on Sky. Well, it that, is recorded, so oh, I'll, have a, I'll have a watch. Look out for my favourite thing is Aubameyang, the expression on Aubameyang's face when he decides he's going to challenge the goalkeeper for, before yeah. the goal. And he has this little sprint. And he's like, his face is brilliant. He's like, I am going to get this fucking ball if it kills me ahead of the goalkeeper and it, it, it's incredible to see and, and Ramsey I did see the angle where Ramsey is sort of just right behind it and sort of like starts to almost celebrate yeah. just as Aubameyang gets yeah, there because you can see what's about to happen yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like this inevitable um, you know moment that's about to happen which was it was, it was fantastic it was just one of it, the we, we were trying to say on the way home mm. could, have we ever been to a, a game where we've been you know that poor and one and, and honestly you know 20 odd years of 25 years of going to Arsenal I've never seen Arsenal win a game that they were that poor in really? but that's okay but that's going to happen it's interesting it's I interesting think of a couple I yeah, mean, there was sure Newcastle at home on New Year's Day a few years ago oh, yeah, and good we show. were so bad and Czech <laughs> yeah. made a bunch of saves yeah. but we loved it because we were like that's yeah. the stuff of champions yeah. when, as yeah. it turned out that's still in the league but hey like maybe not against 10 men, men. <laughs> it was the 10 men thing added to the, the shitness yeah. didn't it well, also not you... just 10 men for 80 minutes yeah. I mean that only happens once a year if that anyway I was. I had. I was watching. I had. Scott, I, had I had five live on in the background. Um, Listening to Our friend Pooga's hosting, and Chris Sutton was like, you know, the the expert. I use the word <laughs> advisedly. Um, commentator, and they were just. I thought it was interesting. They were much harsher about Arsenal's performance. I mean, I know we were saying this shit, and we were shit, but they were like, "This is the worst thing we've ever seen in our life." <laughs> and whereas on Sky, interestingly, I didn't. I th- no. you kind of Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher were like, you know, actually, they were kind of like almost like shrugging off, like going. They were the ones basically saying, you know, it's a, a winner's win in this part of the season. You can't expect them suddenly to go from terrible away performances to grey. And they, they just kind of were fairly sanguine, I think is the word about it. And, but, and, and they both were absolutely firm and very, very clear that they thought that Omri's doing an absolutely brilliant job. Mm. And that, yeah. you know, getting into the top four, which is now looking likely, is an incredible, incredible achievement. And, it, and that has to be. Um, Definitely. I would argue as well, United against West. United were almost as bad, if not worse, in their win against West Ham. They were terrible. So, they, yeah. you know, if they're getting that win, I am more That's than happy a good point, yeah. To, they were sh- two penalties. They were terrible. Yeah, they were, yeah. Really, really They've gone down now, haven't they, game. since he got confirmed Ooh, as manager, which massively. I think is interesting. Well, <laughs> do you see when Gary Neville got questioned on that last night, yeah. Carragher was trying to obviously wind him up he about was, it. Yeah. And he said, yeah, you said it was the best time to announce yeah. him. And Neville did this weird U-turn where he said, yeah, it's the best time to find out whether announcing him at that time is a good time. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> he sort of yeah. double-backed on himself. But yeah. um, That I was thought, all. Go on. No, I just, I just thought the, the performance... You, if it was the start of the season and we'd, and we'd won that game, you'd say, oh, Emery's only just taken over and it's, you know, it is a tough place to go to. I just think at this stage of the season, watching the game and thinking... We definitely need three points. We definitely need it for the top four. I think people just expected a bit more. Oh, yeah, of course. And, and yeah. that's why you can question the match in isolation. But when they were saying, they were summing up on Sky Sports, they were, I think they compared the last three years' worth of tables at this stage. Mm. And, yeah, there's been improvement. And yeah. you can't question that at all. Isn't one of the big pluses Leno? Like, oh, he is amazing. incredibly. I did a piece on him a few weeks ago. I mean, he's... He, this was about a month ago, saying that rare thing, a genuine unsung hero. I mean, yeah. he, he costs, what, 20 million? And he's been brilliant. He's been one of the signings of the season. Yeah. He costs, what, a quarter of what Chelsea paid Josh, for Josh, you were very doubtful then, I weren't you? You were, like, damning him as, like, second choice no. French bling, like, not better than Firstly, Czech. Firstly, he's German. 
So whatever, wherever he's from, <laughs> I, I mean, that's how much he was down to. Yeah, it, it showed a level of where we are as a club when we were signing a German goalkeeper couldn't get into the World Cup squad. If you looked at what our rivals around us were doing, no, there was no fourth choice international goalkeepers from, from any of our rivals, and it was interesting, wasn't it? Emery selected Peza Cech at the beginning of the season, and, and but for an injury, you wonder what would have happened this year. Would have been thing, really interesting. But, it, but the last couple of months, yeah, been been superb. But Josh, and, the thing uh, is, was good. the thing is, Arsene Wenger shopped in and around the area just above where we got Leno from and still made loads of mistakes buying keepers. And I mean, horrendous mistakes buying keepers. And he and we've gone, you know, the, yeah. the rung below and pulled out someone who's young, decent. Who was, who was even above? had the confidence. <laughs> yeah. Who's above? Even Leno. The, what, what do you mean by the that shopping Well, if you mean the type of player. The shopping level... Yeah. Like you were saying, well, we spent like thirty-five million on Jacker, didn't we? We've gone more? to what would be a fourth or fifth choice for a national team, on where, goalkeeper. Yeah, whereas we were still shopping in that window of the maybe the second choice for a national team or it was Lay- third Lehman choice. was a, a yeah, second, third second choice. choice. Yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't say this is any improvement on Len. I mean, like, I mean, it's hard. To no, Lehman, Lehman, 10, Lehman 10 was brilliant for us, but I'm just saying that that Wenger did have a lot of keepers that didn't. There was a period we had a as lot. well oh, yes. and as quickly. You look at some of the ones that he got and how they're doing now with Fabianski and Chesney. I mean, there's no, it's not, not, yeah, it's not a terrible Fabianski's alumni. probably been one of West Ham's best players. Yeah, and but. Chesney's, you know, probably making his way towards the Champions League semi final this week. Well, the interesting I'll thing with really, yeah, I mean, that's still, yeah, but he still was a never nightmares kept. about him. He was, a, you know, yeah, even, yeah. even lower than a. Yeah, yeah. Completely. No, I think, I think Leno's just been a great sign. See, Leno, for how old he is, to say to Ben, Ben Foster said that he sold him walking off the pitch. Saying it's not your fault. Yeah, that's that great. Notice, well, it was hard to tell when um, Watford had that free kick, which Leonard did terrifically to save. Ben Foster was clapping like quite wildly. It was hard to tell if he was applauding the save the or effort, the or yeah. the effort, but he, he was yeah. applauding before returning his hands behind his back and crossing them. Yeah, I think as well, Leno has enabled us to play a completely different way. Right. we can play out. Yes, playing that out is so important, and it was really noticeable against Napoli last week. A lot of time, the defenders did not want to go back. To exactly. Check. Now, here's my point. This is my question. Yeah, exactly. Here's my question. Why not fucking just play Leno in the in the champ in the in, in the European League from now? And why I don't just play? He's obviously better. Yeah, and and checks going into the year anyway. So it's not yeah, even what, like you know, it's just being nice, isn't it? You're just doing you're just <laughs> this, this is it. this is the Chesson's a Wenger thing. Could be. Check he's not junior enough to 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 make that decision above his above his head. Do you know what I mean? Like as in He's got too much stature at the club I know, but to therefore say, No, Leno's playing now, now that we've got into further, Czech's done further well game. In the Europa League this year. He's done all right. He's, he's done all right, but I mean, he's done all right, but we want to win games, you know. It's yeah, about we want to win this thing. Look, I'm sure it's objectively we stand a better chance of of winning this competition playing Leno than Czech. We've said it already the it's first five happening. minutes of every game, Czech's nervously kicking it out badly and it causes nerves I guarantee I get, you that will be a thing that happens yeah. on Thursday I guarantee you they will get a chance or there will be a moment where it's all nervous. I don't think he's got it done thinking back to the Ren game I don't think he was following that away I'm not saying he was at full got us through at home he's kept a clean sheet in the, in the first day against Napoli I think Napoli. you pick your best players I think it's no, just the, not, the intangible we don't know is how much that would affect the dressing room there might be players okay, who would think yeah. like you okay, know you've, maybe. You've, you've fucked a, over check that's really hard I mean it could be check's last game for Arsenal on Thursday if it all goes wrong yeah mm. That's true. But that is no reason to play. I mean, that's the thing. It's not a testimonial game. I think if it would affect the dressing room morale, don't do it because that is a genuine reason. But I don't think you do it just because it could be his last game. I mean, who cares? No, I think he'll... Yeah. He's also won everything at club level, so it's not like you're mugging off a, a young Fabian. Well, it must be something nice about the idea of your final game lifting a European trophy. No, it's nice. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. Yeah. But, you know, we stand more chance. much success in Europe in Arsenal's no. club history. I mean, what, that... Watford have got a similar situation with Gomez and yeah. Foster. Gomez, obviously, this will be his last. You're for, you've got a link to Gomez, don't you, through your... your yeah, I, I coach his son. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, right. uh, he's our striker. We've just won the league. He's scored... Something like 16 goals in nine games. I don't get him that often because, you know, he's a, a, a private school, has nice holidays away. So. <laughs> oh. But whenever I've got him, he's brilliant. And it's great whenever Herelio's there on the sidelines, especially for our keepers because uh, they, they really uh, enjoy his presence there. But, yeah, he's, um, he's obviously in the final and we wish him luck. Mini Gomez. Yeah, no, we'll, I think we'll be cheering on uh, Watford in that final. Then. Uh, we will. Um, did you, have you seen, so moving on, have you seen the um, Arsenal's Player of the Season vote announced today, Josh? I, I know you're busy because you didn't do a menu today. I have to, you know, admonish you. I know you're a busy man. You've got your, you know, your own company. But uh, this would surely have been on the menu. Uh, so today, it's time to vote for your Player of the Season. Have you seen this, Charlie? Mm. Uh, um, it is interesting, isn't it? 
By the way, can I just say that um, Messi scored two goals and that, um, that Man United are losing 2-0. Actually. Already? Yes. Wow. My friend's keeping me abreast. We're recording this live while Man United are losing are to Barcelona. Yeah. Okay. Just now. Well, live score, which hasn't updated. There was a thing, though. Had Man United somehow heroically been able <laughs> yeah. to get through Barcelona, it would have been the very interesting in the top four race, wouldn't it? I was just going to... Because gonna... if United had come outside the top four and won the champion... Is that right, Charlie? Yeah. yeah. That, so we, fourth, there's a, there's a situation where fourth won't get to Champions League football if really? the team that finishes fifth wins the Champions League and the team that finishes sixth wins oh, the Europa. Yeah. Yeah. So if Chelsea and, so that still could happen if Chelsea and Spurs won those competitions and we came fourth, we wouldn't get top four. Of course. I've got oh, a question. Wow. Would, you, would you rather United and Spurs stayed in for the sake of, sort of knackering them out? Because I, I wouldn't mind Spurs staying in. I know that's risky because there's I a chance I, they could I, win it. Yeah, but the I don't mind the, of having to play two. I think the semi. preference is they stay in right to the semi-final, yeah. but then don't get to the final. I don't want them to get to the final. Yeah, that, yeah, be, that would be my idea. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll yeah. Take that. yeah. yeah. But yeah. would you? But would you take that risk? Like, will you be sporting City tomorrow? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Because yeah, part of me would quite like them to stay in and just keep that. Because we're gonna ha- we could potentially have those extra games. I kind yeah. of think, for fairness' sake, I'd quite like the others. Yeah, too. and they're tough games. Yeah, they're I agree. Really they're really going to be. And that's the other thing that was pointed out last night is that we're doing very well, coping very well with the whole Europa League Thursday, yeah, we are. Sunday, Monday thing. We've won five that, out of five, right, which is after incredible. The Europa League and Chelsea week. have uh, won zero, right? Out of five. And that must be a big yeah. Emery. You know, he's that's his speciality. Yeah. It was interesting. In actually, I, I was at, I was in uh, Azerbaijan for that game against Karabakh, and we spoke to Emery a few of us after the, after the press conference, and he was saying that he thinks players. The reason why he wasn't... You know how Wenger had a kind of A team and a B team yeah. for, the, for the groups? He said he thinks players can cope with it. And he said someone like Monreal could play three games a week easy. Yeah, that makes sense to and me. And he's really yeah. trusted them. Yeah, and yeah. like, it's, at the moment... That's quite interesting coming right. from someone who's so rotation heavy. But exactly. But yeah. Guardiola said it last year, even with City. He said, I just reduced the training. You've just got to be sensible with what they're doing right. outside of that. Yeah, that makes sense. Who are our anyway, nominees? So the nominees. Well, you haven't seen the list, have you? I might get you to guess. Okay, how many people are on the... Six. Six? Yeah. Wow, I can't get to six. <laughs> um, Lacazette. Yes. Petr Cech. No. That was a joke. That was a joke there. Uh, Maitland-Niles? No. No? Come um, on. Um, well, uh, Torreira? Guendouzi? Yes. Torreira, yeah. Guendouzi? No. Interesting, I thought Guendouzi would be on there. Yeah. Aubameyang, because yes. he's a... Club hero. Yeah, so we've got Aubameyang, Lacazette, Torreira. There's three you've got, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean... The other three Leno, are tougher, but if you Leno? think... You should, yes, Leno. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Is it, I mean... You could really think about, you Kal- know... I mean, Kalazinac is a quite a good season, mm, but... No, but the other the other defender, come on. What, Lauren Cashel? No. Socrates. 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 Ramsey must be the other one. No. So, in just the, so my, my, the reason I brought it up really is I think this sixth choice is, I think, demented, because it should be Ramsey. Right. Yeah. Who's, a, who's the sixth choice? Cole Jenkinson. No, no. <laughs> Cole Jenkinson should You're get You're not going to get it. Oh, it's, it's Xhaka. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, I off. think that makes sense. No. I mean, Xhaka's had a good season. The stats, yeah. the stats say he's had a fantastic season. No, fantastic season. But it's yeah. not really? even just the stats. We, you, when he's not there, we miss him a lot. Yes, there and that. a lot of games. But people say that. But haven't we played quite well? Certainly we, at home without him. We United played, away was one that sticks in my mind. If we'd had right. Xhaka that game, I'm almost maybe. The thing is, yeah, I'm noticing when he's not there and also... I think, and I've said this before this season, if you overanalyse his mistakes, you start to realise that, yeah, there's two or three bits where he gives the ball away, mm. but the collateral damage okay. it ends, up, it ends up positive. Okay. It always ends up positive. Right. So I, I think that's why. But I, th- I think the missing out of those, I think Koscielny. I think Koscielny has had yeah, a Koscielny's unbelievable yeah. People have had good. I think players have had good periods this season, maybe twos and three months. Mm. I don't think anyone has consistently played well all season, so I think that's why it's tough. Well, so who would you who would your vote go to? Well, I'd have voted Ramsey just on the fact. <laughs> that, I mean, no, he's not in the top yeah. six. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't uh, it? Yeah. But just because but was, on, yeah. of his attitude in yeah. the last few months and the fact yeah. that he has wanted to play in the earlier yeah. months as well. But it's quite weird, isn't it? Uh, weird? Don't you think it's odd for Arsenal? Like, to, basically, they're saying stuff because I'm Urzel. Now, I know it would be ludicrous if he yeah. was in there, but he must be going, well, hold on, fucking hell, I'm your yeah. biggest player. I get paid 300 grand, I'm not in your top six. Why do they have to make the right. nominees? That's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. That's why do they? It's weird. I think I know why. I think I know why. Because. Some players have got a fan base that just oh, right. uh, yeah, 
yeah. extends so far like Urza beyond. Might have got it. Urza could have probably right. got it. And the hipsters you, would have. Yeah, voted I think. Him, yeah. I think you the do have families. to narrow it down. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, uh, for me, spare a thought for West Ham. We've only got two short, two at the top of the shortlist. <laughs> That's brilliant. It's either Fabianski or Declan Rice. Fabianski. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'd That's go Aubameyang. Yeah, one, one of Arsenal. Would you? So wait a minute, wait a minute. go for Aubameyang. I, I just think his number, his goals and assists have been so good. You see, I'd go oh, for Lacazette. Well, I'd be Lacazette. Absolutely, yeah, Lacazette. Yeah, no, no, he's like. So for me, he is the one who's played. I don't think he has had hard, mm. many bad games. He's missed a couple of chances recently, but for me, he's been great. Every, I, I think. I, I every just thought if there's a big game and we can play yeah. one up front. Lacazette. I think so. Yeah, we're in rare agreements, Josh. Let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy it. Do you think I've made the right decision booking these flights? To no. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Maybe you feel a bit... But you've got Arsenal you're talking you've about. Got the bet, you've got home. the bet insurance. We've got the bet yeah. to cover it. But uh, yeah, I just thought... How much do you win on the bet then? Well, it, it, so the flights I think were about 170 quid. So the, oh, okay. the 40 oh, quid at bad. four to one, it's yeah. supposed to roughly mm. cover. Um, okay. okay. Uh, it's not too bad. No, you're right. That's, that's fine. It's fine. I, I, I also just for the convenience of flying into Valencia. I hope we don't then have a trip of fifty kilometres yeah. to, to Villarreal. That would be, but they are two one up from the away leg. So. Three one, I think. Three one. Sorry, it was three yeah. one. Yeah. So we're we're hopeful on that. Are you are you going to join for a day trip to to Spain, Boyd? Um, I don't think I can for various reasons. Yeah, annoyingly. But what about Baku? Um, what you mean the final? Yes. Uh, I'd like to just find Not that I've booked flights to Baku, I yeah. should point out. That would be amazing. I think that, yeah, that would, would be, be very a, bold. A, you know, step too far. It's an that. interesting place. I mean, t- I yeah. mean it's, it's quite strange. So you were there for the group game? Yeah, for the Carabag game. Um, Is it the same stadium? Same stadium, yeah. It's yeah. a huge stadium. Um, it's, yeah, not the most welcoming. Even to press, they really didn't seem like they wanted us there mm. at all. Oh, this oh, is really? a real advert. Yeah. So it's going to be Arsenal-Chelsea in the final. And it's going to be like, well, it's going to be so weird, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be bizarre. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an all right think, city, but... I was talk- do you think we should organise a charter flight board if we make it? We should have a footballistically Arsenal flight do you think we could get get the listeners all out there on a charter oh flight to God, Baku what, what, who's paying for this well, I, well obviously <laughs> the, the listeners will have to we'll all have to we'll all have to put towards it oh okay it could be a, we could do a live podcast from this flight to the Europa League play with the legends sponsors, sponsors? I don't know uh, if we've uh, is, it seven hour, is it a seven hour flight it's about six six, six hours yeah. I got the lot. only direct one there oh and there was yeah, no, no direct, direct one back. there's no direct it's Every, a weird place to have the final isn't I think I'll be watching it on TV I think so yeah but that's the problem it is going to cost mad money You've got to get a visa to the point as well where oh my god i just think do you know what we were discussing it last night mm, yeah. the club are probably going to have to step up and organize the charter flights if they want fans to travel to that game because even a flight on the domestic flight is like six yeah. seven hundred quid We've, so never mind what it will be on these charters that are going to pop up mm. i've and, also go got an astonishing record uh, with finals uh, We've won every single one that I haven't been to <laughs> in my Arsenal sporting lifetime. Oh, really? really? Well, European finals. Yeah. Mean? So obviously we've, we've won, lost, and drawn. All the, you know, I've mm. been to lots of them, and we've won, lost, and drawn. Sure. But every one I've missed in my Arsenal Since sporting life. Well, I started going in about eighty-three. Oh, don't 84. go, Alan. Obviously, yeah, you're not allowed so, to go. Be a uh, yeah, 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 you must stay, not go. So I didn't go to Palmer uh, in Copenhagen, but I went to Copenhagen with Galatasaray. I went to Parc de Prance for Real Saragossa. Mm. I went to uh, Parc- Paris, Paris for Barcelona and cup finals that that we've I've lost. But I've never ever mm. seen us. Uh, it's going to be such an interesting because yeah. if we if it is us and Chelsea, and then we've got like we're vying with them for the it could top be a four. playoff. It could be a playoff. It could be like all by, by goal difference. That was the other thing I was looking oh, at. Gosh, more. The yeah. biggest drama yeah. would be if we're fifth and Chelsea are sixth, and then we both get to that Europa League final. Yeah. That would be if because if we've come. Oh, if no, 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 fourth, fourth and six. If, if, if uh, Tottenham drop... Because as you were saying, if Tottenham drop out, at all man... <laughs> well, man, you were uh, losing. Right. So not, but if right. Tottenham drop out and then You're come right. fifth... Yeah, it could be. Then, oh, uh, and win the Champions League. It could be the difference between them knocking us out of that fourth spot. I'm going to not allow any more conversation about Tottenham win the Champions League <laughs> on this podcast. We're going to end that there. Yeah. Um, right, Farcical. let's do predictions. I've got two predictions. Have we, haven't we to do? Yeah, we've, we've, got got, we've got Crystal Palace on uh, Napoli, Sunday. Napoli um, on Thursday and then Palace yeah, on Easter Day, as I believe they call it. <laughs> on Sunday at four o'clock. So we've all kind of predicted. I, 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 don't we all th- I think we're going to. I think we're going to go through. So yeah. I'm trying to what the, what the score is going to be. I think it'll be two one. That's to what, them. To them. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Okay. Yeah, I think we'll lose two yeah. one on the night. Yeah. I can see us scoring twice. Two two on the I like night. It. I think we're going to lose three one and squeeze in the most horrible fashion <laughs> into the semi finals. And my easy jet flights to Valencia are safe. 
If it's three one, then do we like at the end of normal time? Then we still go three. Yeah, yeah we still go three. Yeah. The away goal. Yeah, yeah we'll the away goal. Home. Yeah, fine. It's and only then, two nil that leads to uh, right. extra time East, penalty. Easter day is it? Easter day, not Easter Sunday. Is it Easter well, day? Radio Times calls it Easter day. I mean, you know, I don't know if the this is a new is thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it might be new. Yeah, I don't know. It's the anyway. It's the day of our Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ being resurrected. <laughs> well, this is one of them where you know, in everyone's permutations of what can happen and who's going to get what points, everyone's had this down as a three points for oh, Arsenal. Yeah, ten home wins on the bounce. This is also league. crucial for goal difference as well. No, if we got well, a win, I don't get ahead of yourself. No, no, I mean, but, this is going to be bloody hard three days after Napoli. We're, we're coming off a crazy run of games three yeah. days after Napoli, yeah. which is only three days after Watford. They're, they're much better away from home than they are at home. We drew we, a bad result. We drew a bad result. <laughs> we also have the oh, pressure God. of knowing our away from so bad we have to win our home oh. games. That's how I do think Painful. we'll win. I think we'll win 2-1 that game. <laughs> okay. Alan. I can see that being quite an incredible atmosphere, especially if we've won the, the the Napoli game. You know, it's late on a on a day when everyone should make it on time to their seats and uh, create some atmosphere. Do we get a free Easter egg? Um, maybe. Come maybe. Over, I bet we do. I think it will be a tough, tough game. I think it'll only be a one nil or two nil. Uh, maybe one nil. I think I do not want to hear "Sweet Caroline" at the end. Hmm. I am but that's always going to happen, isn't it? It's a... never going to stop. You, t- you tweet it every every after every game, but, but someone needs to get hold. Who's going to stop them? You have to raid the the, the room the, where they do it. The, and... the, but that's the thing. I'm almost going to buy a club level ticket for at least one of the games and knock on uh, Paul Burrell's door and say that <laughs> Paul what, Burrell, what? the mo- the, the ex butler for Princess that's the Dye. name of the DJ. At, at okay. I mean, Nigel. <laughs> Multi talented. I, I did tweet Nigel Mitchell. Same bloke. Okay. I did tweet. Nigel Mitchell and I said come on Nigel use your influence he said nothing to do with me it's all played from up there but seriously it kills the mood of a win this is the only rant I'm going to you know I haven't, I've been quite positive today yeah. to bo- it kills every boxing the mood has that song now I know but I get that I get that and every aunt 60th has the Sweet Caroline played it's nothing to do with Arsenal and you want to be singing a... a Boyd's making you know, a memo. I'm, no, I'm making yourself. a note to call this podcast Sweet Caroline. What was it you just said? Kills the mood. Yes. That is the name of this week's episode. But what song what would you have instead? Play the, the Go West Pet Shop Boys thing but as an instrumental that people can tune. sing along to. Play good old Arsenal again. Or just let the fans sing and create an atmosphere. There's nothing worse yeah, than the fact we be. beat Tottenham and then played Sweet Caroline. Their, their fans were laughing at us. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Absolutely diff- Absolutely ridiculous. A it's fitting, a horrendous song. A fitting rant to end the podcast. We haven't got Josh's prediction. I think it'll be Crystal Palace 3-0. Oh, but, oh, okay. I think it'll be 1-0. I think it'll be 1-0. So I agree wow. With that. Um, thank you very much to Charlie Eccleshare and Alan Alga. You've been glorious. And to Josh. Pleasure. Well. Thank you very much. Um, we'll be back. When are we back? We'll be back next. Tuesday, no, I don't think I can do Tuesday. Tuesday. I think we're playing on Monday's a bank holiday. Monday's bank holiday. Easter, yeah, Easter Monday. Easter, Easter Monday. <laughs> so we're Easter Tuesday. Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday sure? We're doing a pod. I oh, okay. believe. Or okay. are we playing Wolves? I've got no. We're playing Wolves. We're playing, we're playing Wolves on Wednesday. Wolves. I think it's supposed to be Tuesday, Josh. But I'm telling you now, I can't do Tuesday. Okay, just, we'll just cancel that. We'll sort it all out um, privately. But anyway, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back at some point next week. Bye. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.